Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Maz, joined here by my co-host, Mutahe. Today, we'll be going over chapters three through five of Mistborn, the Final Empire. Starting off, we'll have Mutahe take it away with chapter three summary. Um, so in chapter three, we uh, start off straight off the bat um, with Vin really wanting to leave. She feels really iffy about um, staying in the safe house with Kamen and his crew. And she goes and tells Ulef, like, hey, I'm not feeling so good. Do you want to go with me? Um, and, and this whole time, she's like, you know, um, reminiscing about uh, Reen, her brother, um, and like thinking about all the betrayal that she's been through. And then it turns out that Ulef rats her out pretty quickly. Like not even half a page. <laughs> I mean, they do like they say they describe that he had like he looked kind of guilty, but like yeah. I, I don't I don't know how he can feel guilty. He didn't seem to even like obviously we weren't there to see like you know his hesitations or anything like that. But like he, I don't think he hesitated. Like it was like half a page later, as soon as she came in. Yeah, she came right. Out. Like I mean, she wasn't gone for long. It was not like this was days planned out in advance. No, she told him left to get her stuff, came back, and started taking a beating. <laughs> yeah. And um, with Kamen's drunken rage, he was pretty darn drunk, he beats up Vin really, really badly. Like, he he yeah, was beating her up for a straight, like, page. Almost two pages, I think. I don't remember exactly how many. But anyways, while uh, he's giving her the good old beating, um, Kel walks in. He just bursts open the door with Dachshund, um and he shows like like Cobra Kai no mercy <laughs> like no mercy strike um, first strike hard and he beats him up with Alamancy I think like, I'm kind of confused about the whole system but we'll go through that later um and my love he's like kind of the the new commander of the whole Kamen crew and he becomes the new leader um and Kel told my love to just deal with him. So that basically means kill him. He told him not to kill him, but it basically means kill him. Yeah. I think Vin did, or from Vin's perspective, we did see that like she, they will kill him as soon as like they think that Kel's here is looking the other way. Yeah. So, and then Kel gives Vin some looks and then Vin gives Kel some looks. Uh, Kel, Everyone's giving each other looks. Yeah. Kel gives us a gracious, nice, a rundown of the whole magic system. Okay, okay. Board. So we got we got to pause right here. <laughs> this is this is like a point of contention I've seen among some people. What's called um, you know an info dump. Yes, I like info dumps because mm -hmm. the book is long enough as it is. I feel like adding an extra intricacy of introducing a magic system as intricate as this one is through natural dialogue is going to be. It's going to make the book longer, first of all, and which I don't necessarily mind too much, but it's also going to make it more complicated, mm -hmm. right? Because when when you got a guy who's an advanced trainer who's going to be teaching this young protagonist, you know, who doesn't know the world the same way us, the reader, doesn't, then, yeah, you're going to need an info dump at some point. Either that or it's the info dump is going to be stretched out over several, you know, Oh, maybe different chapters even because mm -hmm. and and what you'll see in the series is that you don't know everything anyways so yeah it sounds kind of, it, it feels kind of jarring that the info dump is as dumpy <laughs> but understand that that's just a very very tip of the iceberg and there's a lot more to know 
as Kelsey has said, and we'll find out in later chapters, there's always another secret. So carry on. Um, yeah, so after Kel gives us that uh, rundown, we figure out that an Alamantra ska is actually very, very rare. Like he said, one in 10,000 ska is an Alamancer. And you have to be a part of like a nobility's blood um, to to become one. And the closer a connection, the more likely it is for you to be one. Um, and the Lord Ruler, like back in the day, like millennia ago, he kept these people in like super high regard and he kept the ska in super low regard. <laughs> and that translates to what we see today in this book, in this book's time. Um, so and I think figured out that just for clarifying, I think uh, what he's trying to say is that because Lord Ruler is essentially immortal, um, years ago, several generations ago, people who he liked or su- supported him or something like that, their descendants are favored by the Lord Ruler, mm-hmm. and those are the noble. Okay. And then, so they turn into nobility. They then not necessarily turned into nobility. I think it's more like those people helped him or supported him or something. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those people's descendants, their children's children, whatever, yeah. they became noble. And the people who, I don't know, maybe didn't support him, didn't you know, you know, weren't there for him, or maybe hell, we don't know, but maybe fought him, mm-hmm. um, and they lost. Obviously, they they were their descendants are the ska. Basically, the ska are paying punishment for their ancestors. Okay, yeah, and we just figured out a bit about Vin's past, just a little bit. Figured out that her dad um, is an obligator. She's a, he's a high preland in the Steel Inquisition. Is that what it's called? Oh, I think he might be the um, the Canton of Inquisition. Oh, so but he's, he's not as up. yeah yeah he like. Yeah, the Steel Inquisitors are different than the Obligators, and but I think yeah, I think he was a part of the Canton of Inquisition. So I took the suggestion of what you said in the last episode, and I looked up Steel Inquisitor. Yes, what in the world? Yeah, right. Like it's uh, yeah, <laughs> they got like iron bars in their eyes, and mm-hmm. it's a cool looking picture though. It, it's cool. Yeah. It, it is cool. And chapter four, um, Vin's left at the safe house. Uh, with the rest of the crew that used to be Kamen's. Um, and the crew members think that Vin is a twixt. And that's basically somebody who would work like in between high, uh, high crews and low crews, higher crews are like the more skilled ones and lower crews are obviously less skilled. I think um, they, I don't know if they confirmed this because well, we can probably discuss this a little bit more in detail later, but I thought that the higher like higher tier mm-hmm. thieves were like mistings or mistborns. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily the case. Yeah, and then usually. and that's what I was gonna say later because as you'll see in chapter five, they made it very clear that Kelsey wasn't always a mistborn, and he was actually a high level, uh, you know, thief mm-hmm. before even having powers. And him and Doxon, but yeah, no, carry on. Yeah, and we learned that Kelsey is actually super super popular in Lucidel. <laughs> Uh, and he was the best crew leader who robbed um, from some of the most highest, most rich, um, great houses. But then, as a recurring theme in this book, we figured out that someone betrayed him. Uh, <laughs> and he got captured by their lord ruler himself, him and his wife. And they got taken to Hassan, which we don't really know 
what it is right now. I'm guessing it's like some sort of really horrible prison, like Russia level prison. <laughs> um, and he escaped. Prisons with- in Russia, not the whole country. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and he escaped, which is pretty unheard of for Hassan apparently, but his wife did not escape. And I predicted something like this would happen, but um, there's a bunch of rumors and myths about like where his scars came from. Yeah. Uh, as soon as I saw that he had scars, I was like, "All right, there's gonna be a lot of yeah different yeah, stories for sure. There's uh, definitely tropes." Yeah. And apparently, um, he wasn't a misting before the before he went to the pits of Hassan. And the safe house eventually gets filled with a bunch of Kelsier's men and his crew, and they've come to do a job, and we don't really know what the job is yet. And we're introduced to a bunch of the characters. So one of them is Breeze. He likes to throw around his luck a bunch, uh, use it to his own advantage way too many times. Ham, he's a soldier. Soldier, He burns pooter. Pewter. Pewter. Yeah. I'm not really, I haven't heard of that before, but he's known as a thug, so they burn pewter to strengthen themselves. Like strength, strength? Yeah, physical yeah. Strength. So it's physical strength, yeah. Um, Trap, we figured out, is dead. I think I've heard that name before in chapter one or something, uh, whenever Dachshund was talking to Kelsier. Yeah. And Clubs, he's apparently Trap's replacement. He's a smoker. I think they said that smokers help them get away easy. Um, I don't know if it's much of a spoiler to really elaborate, but I think they said it is more like hiding them mm-hmm. because, okay, it's chapter five. Um, Kelsier does kind of hint that, you know, Breeze's luck won't work on him because he's a smoker anyways. Yeah. So it kind of like hides himself. And I'm guessing because they wanted him to be part of the crew, he can also hide others as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Clubs is also like a super rough dude. Like he kind of just walked in, sat down, <laughs> stared at everybody, and nothing else. Did he say anything? I don't think he said anything. He, ah, uh, no, I don't think yeah, he said anything. He didn't say anything. Yeah, no. And Yiden, he walks in, he does kind of the same thing, but that's because he hates the other other guys in there. <laughs> um, he mentioned that that Breeze and Ham betrayed the Ska or something like that. So I'm interested to. Um, see what that's all about. So he he didn't really mention that they betrayed the ska, but he's basically saying like you know you guys are ska thieves and the ska workers are the ones who like you guys have it much easier than the ska like uh, workers and that's like one of those recurring themes kind of thing is how much can you like when do you draw a line that you're doing it for your own salvation before it kind of becomes like hey you want to kind of help out your mm-hmm. brethren you know your ska brethren. And Yiden, he seems to have like his own mini kind of army of Ska that are kind of rebelling. And poor Breeze, man, he's just been wanting his wine the entire <laughs> chapter. He tries to get Vin to do it. No, he tries to get everybody else to do it. No, he just wants his All of that whole group, uh, like minus Kelsier maybe, Breeze is my favorite character. Yeah, he seems pretty cool. Yeah. Really it, he awesome. reminds me a lot of, uh, I think his name was Cody in... Steelheart, which is another yeah. book by Brian Sanderson. I have not read Steelheart, so yeah, that was it was okay. But um, yeah, so then we figured out that Kel has been planning something for like eight months now to rebel against the final empire, and everybody in a room is thinking that he's just absolutely crazy. And the goal is to get 
to this one metal called atium. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really rare that the Lord Ruler controls the distribution of. It's the Lord Ruler's main income, so if they get rid of that, then it'll be pretty hard to try to mobilize the troops uh, that he has. Yeah, because like he can't afford to pay for the army, which yeah. I reading this now, it, I kind of see like a hole in this plan already, right? If the, if this dude's like this immortal god king, what's I mean? Yeah, sure, he can't pay his armies, but like I don't know. I feel like being the god king that he is, and I don't know his powers, right? Mm -hmm. As of now, we don't know his powers. Couldn't he kind of just like? I'm going to kill you all, come back and fight these idiots, you know, like it could be like, like a Star Wars Empire kind of thing where if they do, then they're going to be, that's true. They're gonna that's be really fair. bad. That's fair. Yeah. Um, like if, if all the stormtroopers just suddenly dropped their guns and stopped serving the emperor, then yeah. like the emperor might be this super powerful dude, but you know, he can only go so far. Okay. Exactly. That's fair. That's a fair one. Um, and this was also on Steelheart too, because Steelheart had, Steelheart was like the main villain. He's he was like the Lord Ruler of this. Mm. Um, and there's a big theme where like if he doesn't have an empire to be the king of, then what is he being a king for? Mm. You know? That's fair. So, yeah, no, that's yeah. that's that's actually a very good point. Yeah. And Ham mentions a monster called Coloss. I don't know what that is yet. I looked up a picture. Yeah. I don't know if I should have. Um but it looks I'm scary. not sure. Yeah, I <laughs> They are horrifying, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, I'm not sure that looking up a picture is really necessarily um spoiler because I mean unless you saw that the Coloss was, you know, killing a particular character, mm -hmm. then just the art. Yeah, then you should be fine. But yeah, do be careful when you're looking up. In fact, I might actually start throwing in some spoiler free images just to kinda help, you know, as a reader, especially when I'm reading something new, sometimes I'll I I'm not good at imagery myself when I read things. So looking at fan art especially really helps a lot. So I was going to get to this later, but now that we're talking about it, I actually, I don't know if you do it the same way, but the way I do imagery for characters is I match them to an actor. I try to, but I'm so bad at it. So Kamen, I, I think that he looks like Wilson Fisk from Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> Like this bald, the big dude who's just angry all the time. Like I said, I'm not good at imagery, so like I can't like honestly describe what a character looks like. It took me forever to realize that Kelsey had blonde hair. Like I, for some reason, <laughs> I imagine him as this, uh, you know, Matthew McConaughey kind of type, and I'm just like, oh my god, he's blonde hair. Okay, um, he kind of looks like Brad Pitt to me, a little bit, kind of middle aged blonde hair dude. Okay, I sure. Like I said, I'm not I'm not good at the whole imagery thing, but yeah. So I might start doing that now, especially for the readers who are newer to the series. For me, I know it helps me a lot, but at the same time, I run into this roadblock where I don't want to look up art, mm -hmm. and this is very true for Wheel of Time that you don't want to look up art because it's especially for Wheel of Time. It's been out for so long, and you know, 14 books and stuff. People start making art that is not just characters based, but also event based. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you see stuff that you're not supposed to. Um, but yeah, I can definitely start throwing up um, on the show notes uh, some spoiler free images. I think I'll throw in the Steel Inquisitor and the Coloss for now. Yeah, we have the map of Lucido, but I'd like to kind of see the the design of the buildings because they were talking about that in the beginning of chapter one how the buildings are designed just so we can get the whole yeah, setting. Yeah, we, we could add that one in as well. Yeah. 
But anyways, uh, Vin thinks that the whole plan is crazy. He thinks Kelsey is crazy. He thinks the crew is all crazy. Um, because Adium happens to be in the pits of Haston. So, like, you know, one person escaped from it in the past however many years. That's not really lucky. Um, and he's going to try to kill the Lord Ruler. And that in it is, like, the biggest, like, okay, I guess he's not immortal what which actually they brought up right um kelsey did bring up that there are tales from the north which if you look, read the epigraphs they actually talk about that the terrorist men are in the north mm-hmm. so i don't know again you know i don't know if terrorists are or we don't know as of the right now if terrorists are like a clan or a group of people or if it's like an actual different race First my my prediction is that all the epigraphs are like before the lord ruler's time so very very long time ago um and it was before the ash dude before the ash okay because chapter i think three epigraph was talking about how there are like valleys and stuff so i think the whole world is covered in ash but something caused that that's what lord ruler did that's my prediction okay that's fair i can't make a prediction (laughs) uh so we'll just have to go off of that one so anyways chapter five um it resumes in the hideout. Basically, everyone's gone except for Kelsier, Docs, and Vin, and they're kind of discussing the plan right now. Kelsier brings up that they hired uh, with a contract this a guy named Orsor. I, I'm gonna or go with or, or yeah, I'm gonna go with Orsor <laughs> until somebody tells me different. Um, and as they're kind of discussing, Clubs comes back in. Uh, Clubs, by the way, makes me think I'm Mad Eye Moody from Harry Potter. Yes, you know, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. And so I, when I first read this, I'm like. This guy's mad at me, right? <laughs> like, uh, just just this grumpy, and I, I imagine him with the whole limp and everything. Yeah, like he was limping, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, clubs comes back in, and then he says that he he's willing to join. But interesting thing, he actually, I think, was always willing to join. Uh, he just didn't want to be in the same room with Breeze at the time, which again goes back to the whole thing about him being a smoker. Kelsier says that you know, you know the. You being a smoker, he can't affect you unless you want him to let, you know, be. A yeah, Kel you. said that he knew that uh, clubs was going to join inevitably. Yeah, yeah, and I think Kelsier is one of those people who's like a really good judge of character. It seems like, and he uh, maybe not so much a judge, good judge of character. I think he just knows his. He knows yeah. his friends. He knows what they're capable of. He knows that they're good guys. I love the synergy in chapter four. Oh my god. Okay, so (laughs) let me get through chapter five real quick and then we'll go back on chapter four. Uh because yes, I totally agree. The 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 camaraderie between them, it's it's a very it feels very organic and I fell in love with that team right away. Yeah. Um so anyways, uh then it kind of time jumps very slightly. Uh and they're all the three, Kelsey, Docs, and Vin, they go on their own top of a building and they did. This is where they kind of reveal that Dox and Kel were top level thieves, despite not having any elementary powers. Which that's actually crazy. Like I don't. Mm-hmm. We'll see later. Like the stuff that he does. It's like obviously he wasn't doing that stuff before he became a Mistborn. But I mean, you know, when you're robbing from the highest level houses, like we saw Cammon, right? Like he screwed up when he, you know, took a gamble that wasn't worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, and for Kelsey to be that famous without having any elements, him and Dachshund, like that's that's impressive. 
I'm kind of hoping that we get like, and I, I know Miss Warren's Secret History kind of delves in like before this time, but I don't think it delves in the time before he became an online master, but I think mm-hmm. that'd be really interesting to just to see like, you know, maybe a short story. Yeah, maybe where, like a prequel or something. Mm-hmm. Just like, not like a full-fledged book, but yeah. maybe just like a, you know, a 30-page short story about Kelsier and Co., you know, yeah. pre-Elemancy. So anyways, um, we did, uh, we do also find out that um, chapter five, there's not too much that happens as far as like actual goings on. It's more of finding things out. And action. Yeah, the action. I mean, uh, so anyways, Kelsier does say bring up or it's brought up in the chapter that his wife, Mare or Mare, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but she did die and she did die before he snapped, which again, also more we're finding we're finding out more and more details of this magic system. It looks like you have to snap, which sounds like something hellaciously bad has to happen to you, which I don't know if it's your mind or your body or how both kind of just, and they call it snap, you know, he snapped and that's what causes you to get your elemental powers. Look at how young Vin is and she has it. Yeah. And I was about to say that, that like, you know, Kelsier, he's like what mid thirties and he didn't get it until two years ago. That's what they said. Mm -hmm. And Vin's like mid teens max. Yeah. And she has, uh, so she's been through some crap, dude. (laughs) She even, I mean, it, we just saw it, right? Chapter three, the beating that Cameron puts on her, like, oof, that, that that one was that was difficult to read. So, anyways, he was in fact so impressive, and I'm a huge fangirl over Kelsey dude. <laughs> he was so impressive that the Lord Ruler himself apparently put a trap to capture Kelsey. Like, mm, I mean, real he, recognizes real. That's all I gotta say to that. He caught him in the first place, Lord Ruler. Yeah. And chapter four. Uh, so, so Kelsier is planning to attack uh, Keep Venture because they need to grab some ATM. Uh, I think they said that they're either running low or completely out. So mm-hmm. he's going to attack. Uh, and apparently Venture is like a high, high level house. Um, so he attacks Keep Venture and we get some Avatar The Last Airbender style anime fight scenes where... Yeah, you, um, you don't know what every metal does, but you kind of start piecing things together as a reader. Um, I believe steel is push, and then they talk about pewter strength, and then tin, which en- enhances senses and stuff like that. It's just what was that thing he used on the coins? That uh, was he like flew in the air. So, so. the way that is described, right, is that he's steel pushing against things. Mm-hmm. So if he puts a coin on the ground. And then he jumps over it. He can like, quote unquote, push against it. And that'll kind of like propel him. That's why they said like Miss Warren, like people think they're flying. They're not flying. They're just constantly. It's like Mm Spider-Man, right? Like imagine if it's Spider-Man without him actually physically having to shoot the web. Mm -hmm. That's the way I always like saw it in my head. So, you know, he goes through one man army like just slaughters these uh, guards, uh, fights these haze killers, which are basically these specialized security guards that are meant to fight mistings and Mistborn because they carry no metal, they carry wooden shields. You know, I think they say glass daggers and stuff like that, or maybe obsidian daggers. But like you, they can still, you, they can still get like wrecked by like thugs though. 
you know? Yeah. Um, but I think that's why they come in with like dueling canes. They, they still know how to fight and stuff, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, thugs are, thugs are cool. That's all fine. So anyways, uh, yeah, let's go back to talk about that chapter four, the amazing camaraderie between uh, Kelsier and Co. That was uh, especially Ham and Breeze. Their relationship is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like they they very briefly touched on it, but Ham is this very philosophical kind of guy, mm-hmm. you know, and he talks, uh, you know, like he brought up that question, like Breeze argues that, you know, I'm not forcing anybody to do anything. They, all, they have their own free choice. And then Breeze says, well, if you had never touched their emotions, if you never used your luck, then... You know, like they might have never done that. So, yeah, they may have their own choice, but you you play a part in kind of, you know, steering them. Yeah, you're playing point. them. It's like he said it was like not ethical. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's... um, I get mixed up. Breeze is the one who... Breeze is a guy the, who's a luck. Okay. Yeah, and Ham's a thug. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was pretty ironic that all the talk, the entire book about betrayal, about Vin and... She gets betrayed like the second page of chapter three. <laughs> right. So this is I understand like I think you were saying last time that it was kind of annoying that you know it's like okay, we get it. Uh yeah, you know, Reed betrays you or he left you, blah blah blah, and you can't trust anybody. Yeah, we get it. But it I think it really drives home the point, and you'll definitely see it uh where she's, you know, met these new characters. I think it was a a little more justified because she actually did get betrayed. By Ulef, but and she got she got betrayed by Reen too, right? Like yeah. he left her, her own brother left her, and I think at one point they said that like his uh, her mother tried to kill her. Mm-hmm. Like, so your own mother tries to kill you. Your brother left you with all that debt, and then her and Ulef is wasn't even meant to be like it wasn't really even said that he mm-hmm. was her friend, but like somebody she said that she likes the most within the group. Mm-hmm. which actually brings up uh something that i want to talk about she says like you know from her perspective she makes it sound like she wants to be alone i don't think so she wants to be alone because she's kind of used to being betrayed and stuff but she doesn't at the same time because she goes for Ulef. exactly so. and, and that's and that's what i was getting at is that you know she she claims that she wanted to be alone I th- and I think she believes that she does want to be alone. But realistically, you know, when you're that young, you know, you, and you've never really had a parental figure, you, especially at that age, I think you want somebody to kind of like be with you and guide you, which I mean, I, again, I don't blame her. She's like, what, 15 year old, 13 year old girl. Like, maybe that is it too, because she's also chasing Kel and that crew too. Like, she, she had so many chances to leave. But at the same time, if she leaves, then she doesn't have anyone to depend on. So I, she could just be using them, or she thinks that she's using them, but truly, she wants. She wants, yeah. yeah so that's... it could be either way. Yeah. Like, what is Hass Hassan? Don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want the answer or not? <laughs> well, you're not gonna get it. So, because I recognized it from like chapter one or something. Or chat, maybe a prologue or something. You were picking up on a a lot more than I had when I first went through it, to be honest with you. Uh, 
I'm not even joking. In the prologue, I think they spoke about Kel. They're like, dude, somebody escaped past him, didn't they? Or was it chapter one or something? Yeah. Uh, I think it matter than the prologue. I don't yeah. know. Here's a little maybe plot hole. Probably not because I don't know the magic system. But how is it that Vin is so easily... How did, How is it that she so easily knows that she's being pushed? You're talking about like whenever like Breeze is affecting yeah. her emotions. Um, and how is it that Breeze is is pushing her easier than Kill? Is it like a technique? Because they talked about technique. And that'll be explored later. Okay. You, I'll probably get back to you on that in maybe even next week. To be honest, okay. if not, most likely the week after. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because, yeah. Uh, that'll, that'll definitely be explored okay. more. I didn't because I didn't know if uh, the powers were the same. Because like, if this guy can use luck, this guy can use luck the same way. But I well, guess they did say that you know, Chell and Docs give her a vials of metal, mm-hmm. and they said that you know they had her burn, and she burned not just one but two, mm-hmm. which confirms that she's a Mistborn. Which you know that means they can burn all the metals. You either burn one or all, or you know. If you're not an Alamancer, then you burn none. But so yeah, so you Breeze, eat it, right? Yeah, yeah, you ingest okay. it. So Breeze, as far as we know, only burns the one, which is like the luck, as she calls it. And then, so making him a soother. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's he can push too, right? No, because again, so that's that's a separate that's a separate uh, metal. Okay. Yeah. So you can only do one or all. Yeah, basically. Yeah, so okay. if you can do two, like they confirmed that she could soothe and riot. Mm, yeah. So if you can do both, that means you can do all of them. So, yeah. The Steel Inquisitors, they can figure out easily, right? That if they're being pushed or soothed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Not not just the Inquisitors, but they, I think they said the Obligators are trained to pick up on somebody soothing or riding their emotions. And they said that it's actually a big deal that not even the nobility, like even they're not allowed to do it. Mm-hmm. So this is like we're we're seeing a little bit more of the government system as well, where the nobility are not exactly free either. Mm-hmm. Again, and I know I said this last time too, I would definitely be a noble over a, a ska, but you know the nobility, you know they, I think they said uh, Kelter said that like the price of ATM, which is like their whole economy relies on it is super high and uh the lord ruler controls all of it yeah and he uh he 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 himself sets a price to be super high and um i find it pretty funny how unloyal people are in the underworld like i mean that's no honor among thieves right like that's i think that was to be expected yeah no i'm not saying it's a bad thing but it's just like pretty terrible because like Kamen, he is like, uh, what's the guy's name? The guy who took over for Kamen. Um, Milev, yeah. Yeah, Milev. He was like, oh, dude, Kel's giving me like two boxing. I got to go kill Kamen. Yeah. He, like, dang. I mean, right, <laughs> because they, for them, it's, you know, they they see it as a business thing, right? Okay, Kamen is like, <laughs> apparently made this Mistborn very, very angry. No, no chance he's going to survive, so. And I can't imagine Kamen's whole... The way he treated his crew uh, really gave a chance for much loyalty anyways. Mm-hmm. So, 
Kel really does smile a lot. I thought it was for show in the prologue, just like to show, try to get this guy to get riled up with him, mm-hmm. but he so does. I, I did make a note of this a little bit later. Um, I think in chapter five, when we find out that Kel is actually has a lot of demons in him. Uh, in chapter five, they actually said several times, I think at least three or four times, where it was brought up that Kelsey really hates nobility. Like hates when you, the no uh, the nobility. Oh, because he killed this guard, and he said either he was a low level nobility, which you know nothing lost. Or he was a ska worker made into a guard, essentially. And mm-hmm. again, Kelsier basically thought, you know, okay, you know, nothing of value was lost. Like, that's harsh. Yeah. You know, uh, which again goes back to this. You'll kind of see this come off uh, quite a few times where, you know, some ska will do whatever they can to better the lives of themselves and their family, but they'll do so at the expense of other ska. So it becomes kind of like the morality argument at like, you know, you know, you have a duty to be to to be a good, you know, provider as a yeah. father for your family. But at what point does it become kind of like inexcusable the stuff that you're doing? Like if you're protecting the ability who are enslaving your people, like where's your sense of, you know, dignity mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um But one thing I also noticed is uh Kelsier has a massive ego. Yeah. You know, like he, when they, when he storms into the hideout to uh, save Finn, he, it kind of felt like a Han Solo esque moment <laughs> where he's kind of like posing and, you know, Doxin's kind of like peering over his shoulder, <laughs> trying, trying to get a look at what's going on. Um, and I remember when he said that he dealt with a Steel Inquisitor. Obviously, he left it vague as he he never lied. He never said that he killed the Steel Inquisitor, yeah. which he didn't. But he did leave it vague and open to, and he knew that I think some of the thieves were gonna infer from that that you know, oh my God, he killed a Steel Inquisitor. Yeah. So he just let that, you know, I wouldn't say lie, but the omission of truth, kind of the vagueness, <laughs> yeah. kind of sit in the air there. Uh, he he was basking in the glory essentially. Not saying it's bad and Kels like I said, huge fangirl Kelsey over here. <laughs> but So um I feel like I'm kinda of backtracking a little bit. why does Vin idolize Reen? Idolize in the sense that she's looking at him as an idol. Like he, she always recalls like these quotes that he says. It's like he betrayed you, you know that he's a bad person, so why are you why are you recalling all this all the stuff that he's saying. I think they described it like, first of all, when you're, and I know this is, I don't even remember the name of this thing, but when somebody kidnaps you, you end up kind of like getting close emotionally to your captor mm-hmm. and somebody who's abusing you, you kind of, um, it's a weird emotional thing. You kind of get attached to that person who's abusing you. That's why a lot of people don't always report that a real thing yeah like it's not just the fear out of oh okay what if me reporting this person doesn't work out it's also sometimes it's the only thing that you know mm-hmm. so the fear of the unknown kind of keeps people down um and again also she, that was the only family she knew mm-hmm. and i believe they do describe at one point that reen you know he did help her survive he, he made her strong to the point where any of the beatings that she got or any of you know the crap that she got from any crew leader or any other crew members just didn't mean much. Now, you know, 
we can infer from that that maybe he did that on purpose to make her tougher. And again, there's a lot of philosophical debates that you can have about this. It's like, was it was what he did the right thing? Yeah. You know, it sounds like a bad thing to bring up. It's like, you know, what do you mean? Uh, beating <laughs> your sister is obviously not a good thing. It's like, yeah, it's obviously not a good thing. But then if he made her tougher to the point where she can survive now because of that, you know, it brings up interesting conversations. But again, it always goes back to like, how far are you willing to go? Instead of beating her, how about you try and train her in fighting or something like that instead? Mm-hmm. So there's, there's always... I'm in the camp that, you know, maybe you should taught her to fight and, and maybe yeah. survival <laughs> skills rather than just turn her into a punching bag. But, you know, I guess we all have our own ways. Okay, so from my understanding, from the little rundown that we got of the of the magic system, like the definition is all that. So this is my understanding. I don't I don't think these are right. Um, but there are eight materials that you can burn each of the eight give different abilities, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually, after I read the prologue, I went straight to the back of the book and read all the, all, all the, uh, <laughs> like the whole glossary and everything. I don't remember any of it, but it's pretty cool. Don't go back and read all of it. Don't? Don't. I should have warned you earlier, don't read all of it. I'm okay. glad that you don't remember them all, but don't <laughs> go back and read all of them. Trust me. Okay. There, there, there. You can actually look up exactly at what point in each book you can go back and read the glossary for the medals, because there is a certain point in each of the books where you can. After that, you can go back and read the back of the book for to refresh your memory. But yeah, okay. don't. As it's way too early. Okay. Um, why does why is there spoilers in the glossary? <laughs> I it, mean, if you're gonna put in a glossary which explains the medals, right? uh i mean this is really spoilers like you're we're not even you know done with part one mm-hmm. so it kind of brings up like what, what what's he gonna put in the glossary right yeah that's true so i guess i don't know yet because i haven't read it yeah so again like you will get to a point where you it's you know open season you can go back and read uh-huh. just fine okay so alamancer is a broad name for anybody who can use these abilities is that right Yes, yes, yeah. What is a misting? Are they interchangeable? No, uh, every every misting is an Alamancer, but not every Alamancer is a misting. An Alamancer is just anybody who can, I almost said channel, that's a Wheel of Time thing, anybody who can <laughs> burn metal is an Alamancer. Misting are people who burn one metal. Oh. Mistborn burns all, all of them. them. Yes. So Mistborn and misting are both Alamancers. But misting, so it's not like an A equals B, B equals C, A equals C kind of thing. No. Okay. It's like a category. So you have Alamancer, which are just general. Misting is burns one, Mistborn, burn all. Okay. Both Mistborn and Mistings are Alamancers. Like a tree. Yes. Like a tree. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, one thing I didn't notice, I think it's chapter four, when they were waiting for the crew, Um, I think. Uh, Kelsier finally shows up. Apparently, he's very often late to things. Mm-hmm. And his line that this annoyed me so much ah, everyone's here. Good. I have, I absolutely loathe being made to wait. Yeah, Are you kidding I know. me? That was <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things, Kelsier. <laughs> the fangirl side of me is being completely shut down right now because this is absolutely unacceptable. <laughs> 
it's like if everybody thought that way, then no one's gonna show up on time. Like, come on, just show up on time. No one's gonna be made to wait. Like, th- be the change you want to see in the world, Kelsey. Here, that was that. That, that I, when I read me. that, I was like, oh my god, this is so annoying. That bothered me. Oh yeah. So an- one thing, um, you brought this up last episode, actually, that there's something about the mist uh-huh. and the ash. Uh-huh. Because the book is called Mistborn. So we figured out what that means. What Mistborn we means. We figured out what Mistborn <laughs> means. That's true. But when he, I don't know if you picked this up, but when Kelsier was attacking Keep Venture, they said that whenever he's channeling, or oh my God, whenever he's burning metal in the night, yeah, the mists go closer to him. Hmm. We need Thoughts. some. We need some history on this before I can. Just right now, we don't have history. We got up to chapter five worth of content. What are your thoughts? Are all these metals magnetic? Mm, I have no idea. The mist, Chemistry speaking, I have no idea. The mist is actually metal. Okay. Metallic like gas kind of thing. And it acts like the sun to firebenders and the moon to waterbenders. And it strengthens him. <laughs> Okay, so you're you're saying that their elements stronger in the night because of the mist. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's fair. You want to know what I think? No. All right. Well, I'll tell you. you what, no, I'll tell you what I think. <laughs> I think that about does it for today's episode. <laughs> Next week we will be going over chapter six, seven, and eight. Thank you all for joining us. Part one will be done. Correct. Episode one. You mean? No, part one of the book. Will be yes. Done. Yeah. 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 So. Part six, seven, eight will be done with part one of Mistborn Final Empire. We're making good progress here. I'm pretty happy with this. I'm going to be real. Last episode, I said I was bored. Chapter three got me hooked after she got beat for like a page and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that says about you, but uh, I'm just happy that you're hooked onto the book. And the, the magic was cool. Yes. And the characters were cool. So I'll be honest with you. I actually didn't get hooked onto the book until maybe halfway through cha- uh, part two. Wow. Yeah. So you, you're actually getting hooked on much earlier than I am, which will make this whole process so much easier. I um, do like the history a lot too, like the Hassan, how there's a bunch of mystery behind his scars. But this is what bothered me about Harry Potter and Dumbledore. It's like, just tell us. What are your scars? <laughs> well, the, I think that he did say that he got the scars from Prince of Hudson. Yeah, but like how? You know, there's so many myths like, oh yeah, he grabbed, he like choked <laughs> the creature from the inside. And like, I mean, <laughs> we can probably guess that the pits of Hudson are like maybe some sort of, sort of cave or pit. a pit. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, rocks or pit like things <laughs> i don't know I, i'm i'm thinking you know something so horrific uh, pits of sarlacc from return of the jedi comes to mind you know stuff like that so i don't you know raffle read ahead and find <laughs> out so again that all about do it from us uh please let us know if there's something that we missed if there's something that uh you know we need to improve on. We'd lo- appreciate any and all kinds of feedback. Over the audio, over how we're talking. Yeah, yeah, like we're still just getting started. Um, really liking it so far, and we're hoping to really keep hammering away at this. Uh, really excited to get through the, this whole trilogy, and then on to the next one. Archive. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> we, we, I don't know. We I might think even we... get another 
uh, another co-host in here. Yeah, possibly. No, uh, no, no confirmation on that yet. But you know, we'll see if we can wrangle him in here. But I am considering possibly doing an episode on the Clone Wars because the final season's out. So maybe we can discuss that. Maybe not an episode at a time, but just the whole season as a whole. We both play Doom, so we could probably, if we both get done around the same time, we can do some over that too. Yep, sounds good. All right, guys, until next time, thank you. Thank you.